0: Pen Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And
3: I'm Pen Ketchum.
1: What's up?
3: <laughs> we're back in oh, person. Oh my God. What a relief because two weeks ago, yeah. it was just me. Right. And that Oof. wasn't awesome. And the week before that, we were in jail. <laughs> and the week before that, we were in jail behind plastic, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and then last week, we were remote. Right. And now we're full on. It's like dream come true. Right. So as you know, we get a lot of feedback from our listeners Mm. and the number one thing that's requested is more podcast. Uh, Obviously. Right. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm pleased to tell you today's episode will run four and a half hours long. (laughs) Followed by an encore presentation. Right. (laughs) With a behind the scenes documentary.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've what,
2: never been more prepared. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we because have, we have two topics to talk about,
3: four and a half hours to get through right. <laughs> Can we do it? <laughs> right. We are nothing if not consummately prepared. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> right. Ooh, the hours that we put in. I mean, I'm ready today, though. I did my homework. Did you? I did. Okay. Yeah. I, read, I watched all the trailers and read up on them. All the trailers. I made little snappy comments on them. I didn't even yeah. see the snappy no, just detail. Here's the thing: we watch the trailers, and then what has happened in the past is I watch a trailer, and then I have like reactions, and I can't really remember what my reaction was. And then you're reviewing the trailer, and I don't really have anything to contribute unless I like remember to put in like little triggers. Unless yeah. you saw Jason Statham, which of <laughs> right, course you're right. just like seething. Over there. I wanna. We have news. Mm. I want to get into the news. Yeah, let's do but it. But before we do that, real quick, I just want to say we got a uh, letter. Like, what do we call it? A note. Listeners' notes. Yeah. And I thought like it was pretty good. Yeah. It was like all right. It was funny. Huh? But then when it got to the end, it was freaking brilliant. <laughs> like I'm reading it and I'm like B, B plus, B, B And then the last sentence, I'm like, ding, 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 <laughs> like gold. gold, absolute gold. Yeah. So I look forward to talking about that one yeah. when the time got comes. Got a lot of uh, positive, uh,
2: positive responses on listener feedback last week. People thought everyone's notes were hilarious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So we have to come up with more hypotheticals like that, I guess, over
3: the time. Well, speaking of what's not hypothetical, future Despicable Me and Minions, et cetera. And migration. I don't know what migration is. Why don't you lead this story?
2: Okay. So Illumination, the uh, art studio, and Universal, they finally set some dates for some movies, including Despicable Me 4, which is going to come out July 23rd, 2024, and Migration, which I guess is an animated film about birds? Question mark?
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's their new original. Oh, okay. This
3: okay. <laughs> <laughs> is their new original content. You wrote that in the notes like I should know what that is. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, clearly I don't. Podcast at PennCinema.com, if you're listening to this and you're like, Migration, oh yeah, I've been waiting for a release date on that. I, w- I would be... <clears throat> shocked shocked if even frodo the animation queen knew about migration i would not be shocked if she knew no. the way i would have said that is i would have been sh- i would be shocked if anyone besides frodo knew this but was all coming. besides right frodo. right i bet you she knows the keeper of secrets we call her. we no. found
2: out she has smurf knowledge Right She acknowledged her smurf
3: knowledge. <laughs> didn't elaborate.: Didn't elaborate. <laughs> no need. No need. No need. You just so know she knows.: <laughs> This is one of those times, like, if you know, you know. Right. right. Now did we talk I don't think we talked about this because I was on my own when we were talking about smurfs. Did you know that when I was but a lad, I yeah. had a legit smurf collection? Oh snap! There was a long, like, I want to say, like, whatever that weird little window would have been age, like, 10 to 12. A little, like, rubber ones, right? I had them, too. Yeah, I had, like, I had, and there was a period where, like, for Christmas or Easter or whatever, like, a Smurf would always, like, show up. Under the tree. I was into and, and it. And your parents were like, oh. <laughs> Right. My dad was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you buy this for <laughs> Right. That's funny you would say that because now that you mention it, I remember like every time I open a Smurf, I'm like looking over at the couch and my parents look real confused and <laughs> yeah. they're looking at each other. They looked sure. at Santa's and i was right. like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. So Despicable Me 4. Right. Which Finally. I mean, obviously, I'm very familiar with Despicable Me, but I had lost track of how many have we have we already done Despicable Me three? Yes, yes, I think. yes, we called it DM three. And what I'm getting confused on is Minions Minions hasn't come out yet. Minions opens this summer. Yeah, so is summer, it Minions two or just Minions? I think it's two. Yeah, I think Minions two opens this summer of twenty. 20- 22. Mm-hmm. And then what we're saying is next summer, Despicable Me 4 opens on July 23rd of 2024. And, oh, so that's the following summer, mm. two years after Minions 2. And in between is <laughs> the hotly anticipated, <laughs> the movie people have been clamoring for. Yeah, everyone's talking about it. <laughs> right. From the studio Illumination, which everyone also talks right. about. But if you remember correctly... Mm. On episode 161, we covered that topic, migration. It was our top news story. Yeah. So we talked about you it. Go back and listen. Right. If, if you yeah. go back and if listen. You it, if you have episode 161. Right. Look it up. Yeah. The big one. <laughs> right. as, as many people refer to it. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs>
3: what if it was our last one and we called it like the epic conclusion? <laughs> the, the, the final chapter. <laughs> the, the epic. No, wait. I think if we did it <laughs> if we did that, I would want to break it up into two episodes. Harry, <laughs> Harry Potter style. <laughs> the final chapter Part one, and part right, two? right. Yeah. Episode one sixty one A and one sixty one B. Love it. Each of them is four hours long. So suck with, it with the back behind the scenes <laughs> right. extra credit. All right, I am excited because interest and ticket sales uh-huh. for Sonic the Hedgehog two, which opens, but in moments, it opens on April eighth. Sidebar here. We are currently in. I think I, th- I think I can say this without being overly dramatic. We are currently in the longest family movie drought that I can remember. Oh, really? I mean, our family movie, Sing Two, opened December seventeenth. Today's February twentieth, and there's nothing in sight in the next five weeks. I mean, Dog is like you would call it like family friendly, mm. but it's not a family movie, isn't
1: it?
2: I would have thought it was. Well, I guess right, it's not a kids movie. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not
3: yeah. like an obvious kid's movie that's being promoted on Nickelodeon and, you right. know, like that kind of stuff. Right. Like, there's lots of content. If you want to take your kids to a movie, there are choices. And this week we brought back Encanto, which did okay. Nice. Wow. Um, but there's no new movies. Between December 17th and April 8th, which is the release of Sonic Part 2, um, there's there's nothing. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, it's because... Disney had turning red. Oh, and they took it off. Yeah. And they took it they off. Put it on streaming. Put it on streaming. Whatever. I had a funny, the previous news article we were talking about, um, back when we announced, uh, migration. Yeah. I complained to universal cause I saw a commercial on TV for, um, marry me. Mm. And at the end of the commercial, it said now streaming on Peacock. Yeah. 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 It did not say now playing in theaters and available on Peacock. It just said, now streaming on Peacock, period. So I took a screenshot of that and emailed it to my lady and um, we had words, right? But what was interesting to me is I didn't really get into it with her because I wanted, first of all, because she's nice. Mm. You know what I mean? She's a decent works, person. Worst, right? I know. I, I mean, it's hard to like, you know. <laughs> you want to get into it, right? And all like, hey, how's your day going? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right? Pretty much. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I just randomly bought you this gift. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> no, she's super nice. And also, I guess the other reason why I didn't really want to be a jerk is because she is the textbook example of like, she's, she's just doing her job. Like she's not the person who decided and she explained to me um, a couple of interesting things. First of all, her company line, like she repeated it a few different times to the point where I said, is that what you, is that what you guys are like? Is that our company line? And she said, yeah. And her company line is universal remains fully committed to the theatrical experience. And we don't want to do anything to undermine that. Now what I would have said if I was trying to be a jerk is, well, Now we're back to where we started because, you know, and I told her, I said, I was watching the Olympics. I had a few people over and saw this commercial. And when the commercial started, everybody was like, oh, that's the new J Lo movie. I really want to see that. It looks great. And then at the end, when it said, now streaming on Peacock, everybody was like, oh, I didn't know it was on Veil Home. And they all turned to you and said, ha 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 ha. Yeah, pretty much. You know, because that's exactly the kind of friends that I roll
2: with.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then you realize you
2: didn't recognize any of them. Right.
3: (laughs) And then it turned out I was in my neighbor's house all along, (laughs) (laughs) which was really awkward because they're all but Amish. Yeah. You know, so that was strange. You brought the TV over. <laughs> right, which I didn't even remember doing, but, you know. <laughs> but anyway, the second thing that she said that was interesting to me was um, the distribution arm of Universal, Universal Theatrical, mm-hmm. and the company that oversees Peacock is two different marketing divisions. Oh. So she's like, that's not our ad. <gasps> it was an ad for Peacock. That they were using Mariam, and I, I, you know, and I, I, don't want to split hairs, but that's why that ad came so obnoxious. Yeah. All right. So I got a little distracted because oh. because we were talking about Disney releasing Turning Red yeah. as streaming only, which I thought was not only a huge mistake. What's wrong? No, I'm i I just dialing it? Back. Yeah, dialing it back. Yeah. So not only was that a huge mistake because, like, what the hell? But also like you're you're losing a shot shot to make money. Yeah. Like that, there's no way that movie's going to make as much money as no. it would have if it came yeah. out theatrically. Okay, all of this is to say, Sonic Two opens on April 8th for the first kids, the first proper kids movie in theaters in four months. Here's the so. crazy thing: I need to see Sonic because I threw it
2: away as like oh, like a cheap whatever no kids movie. People are telling me it's actually pretty good. Yeah, and I I saw Uncharted last night, and there was a trailer for something and it said comes out April 8th and the person next to me goes oh it's the same day as Sonic 2.
3: And I was like wow. All right. It's on their radar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Sonic 2 comes out April 8th. And all of that is to say that Sonic 2 has not even opened yet and Sonic 3 is already beginning. Wow. Sonic 2 looks good. I'm not going
2: to I'm not going to beat around it like yeah. I haven't seen the first one and the and the second one looks
3: fun. Yeah. Like, I need to get on board. Yeah. So I think Sonic 2 is a lock for Oscars. (laughs) Clearly. Well, there's more to this story. Oh, tell me. Yeah. Sonic 3 is in development, right? Right. But not only that. Do you like how I took, like, 20 minutes to get to that headline? (laughs) Yeah. Right. People are like, what were we talking about? (laughs) How'd we get here?
2: Disney (laughs) what? Welcome to my life. (laughs) So Sonic 3 is in development. Sonic 2 is not even out yet. But the big thing about Sonic 2... The big reveal was uh, Ildris Elbow playing Knuckles. Mm. And Knuckles is getting a spin off series starring Ildris Elbow. David,
3: I'm just so proud of you. Yeah. You've grown so much. <laughs> I'm a big boy now. I'm a big boy now. I remember (laughs) when you couldn't even say his name. We had to call him Ichabod Elbow. Ichabod Elbow Elbow stars in Sonic 3. And now it's Ildris Elbow. Now it's Idris (laughs) I lost it. (laughs) Now we screwed it up again and I still can't it's gone It's never coming back. It was a brief moment. It was
2: good though. (laughs) Our listeners for one moment. They did it. (laughs) (laughs) They really ah crap. (laughs) I knew that could
3: turn it or oh, <laughs> <Yeah, never mind. laughs> Um, so Knuckles gets a spin-off series, like, yeah. what on TV or uh, probably is that Paramount? It's probably Paramount. Yeah, Plus. Paramount Plus. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's like a massive movie, and then they could do like Despicable Me and Minions. Oh yeah. Like have Sonic be one yeah. franchise and Knuckles be another franchise. I could I could imagine it. It
2: turning into that. Yeah. Yeah. Knuckles was always my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: So, all right.
2: So, what were you saying about the Oscars? I was old th- news that we never got to. Yeah,
3: I was saying that uh, Ichabod Obo obviously going to be a, a lock in his yeah. role at Sonic Two is going to be a lock for Oscar for Best Actor. Yeah, clearly, no doubt. Here is what you don't get. It's
2: they actually motion-capped them all
3: doing <laughs> Sonic stuff. <laughs> now run really fast right. <laughs> and jump thirty-two feet in the air over that crate. <laughs> yeah, grab that, grab that ring. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: All right, so we're gonna go over the Oscars, but not all of them. Just the big hitters here that I thought four categories that I thought we would probably wind up talking about over and over again.
3: Can I just ask a question? Yeah. Of you. Me? And our listeners. Oh. A podcast at Penn Cinema, and David gets to answer right now. Yeah. Do you feel a shift in the force as it relates to Oscars? Like, I feel like this is the year, for the first time, I have, like, very obviously noticed a lack of interest in the Oscars.
2: Yeah. You I'll feel agree. the same? I'll agree. And as we look at this list, we've seen a lot of movies. And there are a lot of movies on here that we haven't seen. Right. And there are a lot of movies that I think two, three years ago would have never made this list because they're on streaming. Right. And now it's almost like they've got to loosen their rules just to get results. I don't know. I don't, I don't like just, just because like they have to loosen their rules because it is, I don't want to call it like it's a changing
3: time, I guess like, no, I disagree with that. I think it's, it's much simpler than that. Oh. I think they just made a mistake, because they start, as you recall, they started loosening their rules pre-COVID. Oh, yeah, So yeah. you can't really hang this on COVID. You can't entirely, and when I say COVID, I mean COVID slash streaming. Yeah. So the first one that we really got into on this was The Irishman, which was released on Netflix and also played in some theaters, including Penn Cinema, right. just so that it would qualify for Oscars. And I think there was, a, there was maybe also a title the year before. But the first one that I really remember being a Netflix movie that played in theaters just to qualify was The Irishman. And I think that's, that's when things turned for the worse, was when a streaming type of movie that was made for TV but went to theaters just to qualify and was allowed to get away with that. Like for example, like there should be a minimum, like playing in 10 theaters, right. Like the, the the minimum should be, I don't know what the number is, 300, 500 theaters. Yeah. You know, you got to have some kind of release. A great example this year would be Macbeth, Denzel Washington uh, starring in Macbeth. Yeah. And we wanted to play that at our large commercial movie theaters. And they literally wouldn't give it to us because they're holding out for, um, they want to play it only in art houses. That's... Well, which I like, whatever. You know, it played at Zotropolis, who we are dear friends with, and I'm happy that they played it there, and I don't know how it did. I didn't look it up, and I hope it did great for them. But just physically, Zootropolis can't get the audience that Penn Cinema can get. It's two different business models, right. it's two different theaters, two totally different businesses. And when when your Oscar movies aren't released where people can see them, the un- the unintended consequence is it's not on people's radars. Right. So when you, oh, when you announce the Oscar nominations and most of the public hasn't heard of or seen these movies, then the unintended consequences, they don't, they're even that much less invested in Oscars than they were. I mean, you and I have talked <clears throat> for years about how we don't really care about the Oscars. We get caught up in it. We talk about it because we've seen either all or most of the movies.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, but I'll, I'll say most of the people I know who've seen Macbeth sold their soul to the devil and watch it on Apple plus.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So they watch it on TV. Yeah. Which is great. I watched a, a wonderful movie on TV. I watched being the Ricardos on TV, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and honestly, like swear to God, that movie didn't have to be in movie theaters. Right. There was nothing about that film that. Would have benefited, and now we did play it here at Penn Cinema. I didn't catch it when it was here, but I ended up watching it on TV, and it was it was one of those movies that it was like just as good on a small screen as it was on the big screen. Right. And for that reason, I don't think it should have been. I don't think it should be in the Oscar list. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, Oscar walk list. Walk us through. Which okay, we're gonna do Best Picture, which surprisingly,
2: the now number three movie of all time, not even listed here.
3: Not even a bit. Mm. Spider-Man No Way Home. Because you know what else changed? What's that? They, Remember they expanded the number of films in this category. Mm. Remember it used to be like 8 and now it's 12 or it used to be 10 and now it's 12. Something like that. I feel like it's a billion. So first we have Belfast. It's now 10. So I feel like it used to be 8 and now it's 10. Mm. All right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Belfast.
2: Coda, which I don't know anything about. Don't look up, which I've heard a lot about. That was a great TV show. Netflix, yeah. Drive my car. Never heard of it.
3: <laughs> Dune. Dune. <laughs> you need a button on that little soundboard of yours yeah. that has angels singing. See, so yeah. that when we mention something like Dune, you know, or The yeah. Grateful Dead or something, we can have yeah. the angels sing. King Richard, which we saw unreviewed. We did? Yeah. Oh, right. The tennis movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Licorice Pizza, which we also saw and reviewed. Yeah. Nightmare Alley, which I believe you saw, right? True, true, true. Uh, Power of the Dog, which I saw. I saw that as well. Okay. On TV, though. Yeah. Exact. Yep. Yeah. And West Side Story. Yep.
3: Which we saw. Yeah. All
2: right. So I,
3: I, I saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I saw seven of these. And of those seven, four in the movie theaters and three, five in the movie theaters and two at home. I saw five okay. of, of these. So I'm clearly the better guy.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you want to take <laughs> home the crown, I guess. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, you carry it with you in your backpack. Yeah.
0: You're going to have to you yeah, know, but,
3: get it but, out of the backpack. But,
2: but, 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 I saw Dune three times.
3: What else is in that backpack? <laughs> I've never asked you. You That's carry fair. it in, and it's, I know I've always known it has the crown in there. Yeah. And I, I think I've glimpsed like a striped thermos. Mm. You carry that with you everywhere you go? Nah. Well, I mean, most places. Right.
2: Yeah. There's also that. when well, you saw me use it
3: that one time, right? Yeah. do well, I, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so, what do you? What do you? Th- uh, to, let's do it this way. What do you think's going to win, and what do you think should win? I think Belfast is going to win. Okay.
2: I think it'll come down to Belfast or West Side Story. Okay. Because the Oscars are the Oscars, and they're going to pick one of those Yeah. two. What I think should win, what I want to win is obviously Dune, but I don't think it's going to win.
3: Would it surprise you if I told you I agree with you 100%? Yeah. I And, and again, I'll go backwards. I'll start with what I think should win. Yeah. I think Dune should win. I think on this list, Dune was, the, Dune was the best movie. The most theatrical movie. Let's put it that way. Well,
2: <laughs> well, like the most movie movie. Movie movie, yeah. Yeah. You could watch all of the rest of these at home.
3: Well, With, West Side Story, Power of the Dog, and Nightmare Alley were definitely better in a movie theater than at home. Mm. I mean, Power of the Dog, having some of those sweeping scenes... Like, I watched Power of the Dog on TV at home, and I think I wish that I'd seen it in a theater so that, you know, as some of those sweeping vistas, okay. you know, the cinematography, I, I imagined would have been really great on, in a movie theater. And West Side Story, I mean, a musical is always better on a big screen. And Nightmare Alley is my close second. So I think Dune should, be, should win Best Picture. And I also, I think, I mean, Nightmare Alley was right there. That was a really good movie. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Well, don't be like my friend. My friend watched half of it. And he was like, oh, I am really into it. Well, if you watched the first half of Nightmare Alley, you might as well have just not watched it. Like, the second half and especially the conclusion, that's what the whole movie is about. Like, the first half is just setting it up. I'm still shocked you have friends. <laughs> <laughs> he's imaginary yeah, okay, I keep him in my backpack even your imaginary friends are disappointed <laughs> <laughs> right, right. exactly alright so I hate to say it because it's more fun when we disagree but I agree Belfast is probably going to get best picture yeah I think there's a chance because people went crazy for it I think there's a chance that Power of the Dog could get best picture really? yeah
2: I do Really? I do See, I feel like they'd give it to West Side Story just because of Spielberg. No. But I think that should win a bunch of technical stuff because it was technically amazing. Right, right. But I don't think it really broke any ground. Exactly.
3: I agree completely. All right, best actress. We have Jessica Chastain from The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Colman from The Lost Daughter, both of which are TV shows, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, another TV show, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, which did get a theatrical run, and Kristen Stewart from Spencer, which got a theatrical run. And we'll, we'll play the same game. My, my thing is both. The one who I want to get it is Kristen Stewart, and I think Kristen Stewart is going to get it.
2: That's the only one I've seen, but I, I know watching it, I felt like it was Oscar, super Oscar worthy. So, I mean, that's the one I've got to go with. Yeah. Uh,
3: how was Nicole Kidman's? She was amazing. Uh, she would be a a close second and if she wins best actress I would applaud like I would not roll my eyes because she was incredible I mean we already knew she was a talented actress but I said to Amy and I watched this movie together and I said to Amy (coughs) I completely lost Nicole Kidman oh wow in this movie like I I 100% thought it was Lucy Lucille Ball like you, you totally just lose you know, you lose yourself into it and you completely buy into it. And Amy pointed out the key is the voice. Oh, I mean yeah. I mean I know people are saying, Oh, she doesn't look like Lucy and whatever, but the way she works her voice and not only Lucille Ball had two voices. She had the voice she used when she's walking around talking to Ricky in the cast, and then she had the voice when she was on stage playing Lucy Lucy Ricardo. So you had had your Lucille Ball voice and your Lucy Ricardo voice, Mm -hmm. and really they're two different voices. I mean, because obviously, because she was acting, right? right? Lucille Ball was acting, so it's fascinating. Like I completely bought into Lucille Ball, and so and and that's that's not even to mention that's not the measuring stick that I'm using to say that she should get best or that she could get best actress. Cause I'm saying like, she also on top of that then took that incredible, you know, character development and was amazing with it. Very, you know, emotional yeah. and fantastic.
2: I need to watch that. I wanted to
3: see it. Some, some, she exhibited, <clears throat> exhibited some real power and also exhibited some real vulnerability. Um, I thought she was amazing. On the best actor. <clears throat> we got
2: Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch, or as I like to call him in this movie, Benedict Cumber Cowboy, for the power of the dog. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, for Spider-Man No Way Home. Also Tick, Tick, Boom. Will Smith for (laughs) Kim Richard. And Denzel
3: Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth. Before you name your person. Yeah. It would be an interesting way to do this if the Oscars would... Have best actor and best actress for um, your collection of films. Oh, like a lifetime. No, 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 no this year. Like oh. the, the work you did this year. Cumulative. You know, right, and maybe this nominee did one movie, and maybe this nominee did five. Mm. You know, maybe this nominee did two, but the collective, what kind of year you had, and what you did during that year. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, you look at somebody like Andrew Garfield, and he was amazing in Tick, Tick, Boom, from what I hear. I didn't see it. Um, but he was also amazing in Spider-Man. And, you know, when you take that all into consideration, I think that shows a range and shows a work ethic. and it's like all of a sudden people are like, oh, yeah, he's a good actor. Right. I forgot. Right. Yeah. All right.
2: Uh, I would say I think that Will Smith's going to get it. I do too. Um, you know why? I think he deserved it. I think it was great. But he's also a, a sure-in for that kind of stuff. I
3: I, I don't... You mean a shoe in? Shoe in. A sure in. Yeah. <laughs> Six half one thousand to a dozen. Yeah. Who knows? Six of one. Yeah. As me and Amy say, um, I agree with you. I don't think he's a shoe in in the sense that oh, he always gets Oscars, but I think he is beloved, mm. and I think his work in King Richard is worthy of an Oscar. Yeah,
2: it was actually really yeah.
3: I mean, it was amazing, and I feel like members of the Academy will hop on the chance. To give him an Oscar I mean they've stiffed him a million times before but I think this could be his year I think right behind him along those same lines is Denzel people are talking about, I mean I hear the tragedy of
2: Macbeth like the acting is insane yeah uh, there's also a ton of buzz around uh, Benedict Cumber Cowboy
3: what do you think you think he was that
2: great I didn't really think it was anything above and beyond what he normally does. Yeah.
3: I mean, he's a great actor. He's talented and his performance was great, but I don't think it was above and beyond. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I would say, I think Will Smith is going to win. My pick for who I think should win, Javier Bardem. Really? Yeah. I mean, he, again, just like all the things that I said about Nicole Kidman, he was amazing as Ricky Ricardo. I mean, just amazing. Here's what I want to see. I want to see Javier
2: Bardem playing Ricky Ricardo, playing Silva in Skyfall.
3: Oh my God, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, well, we'll try to make that happen. Yeah. All right, best animated feature. Did you say there were... There's only four. Okay, only put yeah, four. yeah. Best animated feature, we have uh, David's favorite movie of the year, Encanto. Uh, we had Flea, which we played here at Penn Cinema, to uh, what you would call limited audience (laughs) this is my most this will now be my most recent example when i give my art movie spiel when i say everybody says they want to see an art movie and then nobody comes to it and then i always follow it up with like for example and now my example is going to be flea Mm. oh the movie's so great we're going to see art movies i wish art movies were more accessible this is the one that was like a documentary right This was a fascinating documentary, and it was multimedia, so it was kind of like Spider-Verse. Some of it was animated, some of it was live action, some of it was different styles of animation, some of it was narrated, some of it wasn't. I mean, it was was an incredibly interesting-looking movie, which we'll get to, but I think it's going to win Best Animated Feature. So to recap, we have Encanto, Flea, Luca... Which really pisses me off, because if I remember correctly, Luca was pulled from theaters. I'm not even sure Luca got a theatrical release. It played one movie theater in Los Angeles, and that movie theater is owned by Disney. I mean, is that some corporate antitrust bullshit or what? Yeah. I mean, that really gets my goat. Um, anyway, to continue on, uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines and Raya and the Last Dragon. Mitchells versus the Machines
2: also was taken out of a theatrical run, and I, I hear that it's actually quite amazing.
3: Well, we'll never know. Yeah. Because I don't own a TV. Right. <laughs> you gave it to the office. I left to the next it star. at my neighbor's house. <laughs> yeah. I think, so what I think, um, I think Encanto or Flea should win. And I want Encanto to win. And yeah. if Luca wins, I'm going to throw my shoe through the TV. I,
2: I want, of course, Encanto to win as well. Uh, although, from what I understand, Mitchell's versus Machines is, is putting in a run for the money. But I think Encanto is much more popular. Also, I forgot to put it on here, but Encanto is, uh got a song up for best, best song. Lin-Manuel? Yeah. Versus your...
3: Uh, James Bond theme Billie Eilish Billie Eilish I'm on my way to see Billie Eilish What? Tuesday night Tuesday Where's she playing? In Kalo uh, And Anna are gonna go see Billie Eilish in Newark, New Jersey Newark Can't wait New Jersey I'm so excited At her house? At the Prudential Center <gasps> Which, right, like you is? said, is at her house. Right? <laughs> she lives there with 18,000 people. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a little cramped, but it's all right. That's with front row seats, right? Obviously. Yeah. On stage. On stage. <laughs> right. On stage. I, w- I went to see the Penn State men's basketball team with my friend Doran because we were basically looking for, an ex- basically looking for something fun to do. He's got two kids that go to Penn State. Mm. So it was like a nice excuse to let's go do something. Yeah. Right? And... I, t- I told him on the drive out. He was saying, well, the team's not really doing – the team's not really great this year. I said, well, I brought my shorts in case Coach needs to put me in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Just slowly slip into the line. Right.
2: I can do it, Coach. <laughs> what? Right. Take, take a catch him. got it. Put me in, Coach. <laughs>
3: Could you imagine? <laughs>
2: it's so bad. Oh, man.
3: You'd win the whole thing. Obviously. Come well, back. Obviously. Quick
2: and roll this guy in class. I don't I
3: right? I don't want to embarrass the kids. That's the only reason I didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's making all the all the scores. David, have you ever dunked a basketball?
2: Have I ever have I ever
3: dunked an Oreo? I mean, come on, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Seven years ago, my New Year's Eve resolution <gasps> was to dunk a basketball on a on a legit, you know, yeah. full on basketball court. Yeah. I still have not made good on that resolution, but I'm I'm committed. Every year do you do you renew that every year? I do. Well it, they just renew. If you don't fulfill, they just stand by. They okay. carry it's called carryover. It's a carryover resolution. Mm. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: speaking
2: of things that <laughs> carry over, right. let's oh. talk about the trailers trailers this week. Oh, a lot of good ones. There was a lot of trailers this week.
3: Did you put them in this order on purpose? No. Okay. All right. No. Uh
2: start with The Contractor.
3: Contractor is a STX movie that is released in movie theaters, some movie theaters, and also on TV on April 1st. And the movie, uh, how do I put this? Um, it looks bad. Yeah. The Chris Pine <laughs> film. Right. I don't know why he signed up for it. It doesn't look great. I think Chris Pine saw the career trajectory of Bruce Willis and was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do with my life. (laughs) I want to be that (laughs) man. And my first step towards becoming Bruce Willis is to sign up for an STX movie called The Contractor. Yeah. A plot that we've never seen before. Speaking of Chris Pine, I
2: forgot to put this in the news. Yeah. Star Trek 4 is a go. Yeah. Yeah. With the the cast re. re in it were you pretty excited when you read that yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I, I kind of want to see new, new Trek but I also really like the that tre- yeah. the, the uh, Kelvin universe so
3: Star Trek 4 or Star Trek 2 it's 4 I don't there
2: know was Star Trek and there was Into Darkness all with Chris Pine
3: yes you're yes. telling me there were three Star Wars movies with Chris Star Pine Star Trek movies Star Trek Star Trek movies with Chris Pine yeah Wow! Yeah, I missed that. How did you? They're good. I'm. I'm sure I saw them. Yeah. I'm sure this is a Greta I- thing. It elbows in the third one. This is a. Uh, this is a uh, Greta thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So anyway, let's not get. Let's not spend too much time. Uh, poor Chris Pine paying some bills while he's waiting for that Star Trek money with the contractor. Um, an equally poor movie looking out called Nitram. 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 And the, the one of the. You know how. When they play a trailer, they described a movie with like reviews from a newspaper. Yeah. They put it in quotes. One of the reviews said a slow burn, true crime drama. Right. I didn't think this trailer was great. I didn't think the movie looked great. And I thought to myself, You just lost me by calling it slow burn, because that tells me this movie's really boring, boring for <laughs> for 90 minutes yeah. and then probably 10 minutes of revealing the twists. Right.
2: Uh, this didn't look great and uh, one of the things that I think supports that is, like you said, there was lots of reviews in it and almost no time to show what the movie was actually right. about. Right. So there's not much to show.
3: I fast-forwarded this movie. Really? Or this trailer. Well, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. Let's review one more trailer because I feel like we're we're taking out the trash. Yeah. All right. So the next trailer we're going to review is Panama, which comes from Sabin Films and stars everybody's favorite all-American actor, Mel Gibson. And I put in, I'm not one to steal other people's quotes, but I was reading the reviews while I was listening to the trailer because I I didn't want to bother watching the trailer because it was so bad. Um, And somebody wrote on the review of the trailer, I can't decide if this should be considered for worst sound mix in a trailer or worst song in a trailer. (laughs) And it's true. Like, I'm not, I mean, we've, we've, you guys know me well enough by now. I'm not, I'm an easy critic, right? I'm easily amused. I like things. I don't pick things apart. But even I noticed in this trailer, like, the timing is way off. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, everything about this trailer, it was not well made. The timing is way, way off. This
2: one, and I'll say, they almost, they almost fooled me a little bit with, like, how it almost looked like it was a Mel Gibson-driven film. Right. This was way more than the other Mel Gibson schlock that's been coming out. Yeah, this one looked like oh, he might actually be starring in this. Right. They actually took the full risk in making him a full character. Uh, but no, it's clear he's just.
3: But don't you agree? Whether you make him the full character or not, just putting his name on the. It's a risk. Promotion of the movie, like discounts the movie? Yeah, these days. Yeah, Who wants anything to do? Whatever. I don't get it. All right, so Panama, Night Tram, and The Contractor leaves us with four movies left. Wow. Um, Let's get the one
2: that that I was not happy that it was the last thing that I watched before I went to bed last night. (laughs) Uh, It's called You Are Not My Mother. And comes out on Sonic Day. Sonic Day, cannot wait for this to be what I watch right before Sonic. Uh, and it's about a, a lady's mom disappears, ah. girl's mom, and then she shows up again a couple of days later or whatever. Perfect. But what a happy movie! What a happy. But what? she's just what? off a little bit. She's there a twist? Not, yeah, not her mom. Not quite the same. Not yeah. She's been replaced. Maybe she went to Deep Ellum. And then then there's a point where the grandmother's like, that's not your mother upstairs, and we have a few days before they come and try and take you too. How could she keep staying in that house? If your
3: parents started acting like that, would you stay in the house? She ain't what she used to be. No, I would not. Yeah. Yeah. This this creeped me out just enough for me to be like,
2: I'm not going to.
3: All right, so this movie is being released day and date on April 8th. Mm. What's interesting about that is we know that a movie being released day and date is no longer a disqualifying fact. Right. We, right. Penn Cinema will open a movie you know, under the right circumstances. It's being released on day and date. But on April 8th, I'm not giving up screens. Not when Sonic's out there. Not when Sonic's out there. What, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. So this movie is not going to make it to the Penn Cinema Circuit. Um, And also, I wanted to say, David, how much I appreciate you being here. (laughs) Because I also watched this trailer. And if you had said, Penn, what's this movie about? I would have had no idea. Really? Yeah, really. You
2: you missed it, huh? I
3: I don't know. Maybe I was distracted. Maybe I was doing something else while it, like, maybe I looked away during a key plot reveal. But. I, I got the general gist that there was a girl with some kind of possessed mother. Yeah. But I, I could not have articulated what <laughs> yeah. how we got there. Yeah. Or I didn't I didn't pick up on a grandmother either.
1: <laughs> oh. Are you sure you watched this? <laughs> <laughs> well
3: All right. Did well, somebody we, walk by and whisper Jason Statham's uh, name and probably. He went all red? <laughs> probably. Uh the next movie, which I feel like The plot is really similar to a movie that we talked about a couple years ago, but I can't remember the movie. This looks really interesting. The trailer did not have a release date and I did not look up the release date, but the movie is called Alice. It stars Kiki Palmer and Common. Mm. And Kiki Palmer stars as a slave girl. Is that inappropriate? I mean, that's what the movie sets it up. And she walks, she runs away from a plantation and pops out of a cornfield into a modern day, like current day, yeah, highway, kind of like signs. Almost right, but there's another movie between that where.
2: Yeah, I forget what it was, but I remember there was the, it was like a kind of a time y thing, right, and right. The, the girl was working the cotton field. She looked right up and saw a plane that kept coming yes. in and out of existence.
3: Yes, but what movie was that? I can't remember what it was called. But I don't. I, th- I remember people saying it wasn't so great. What's what has me scratching my head about this movie? is at the beginning of it just Okay, so the premise is she runs away from the plantation, escapes, and pops out into a modern-day highway, befriends Common, and goes through a, a transformation. Looks a lot like Jackie Brown. I don't yeah. know how that ties it's in 70s or, or not, sure. maybe. Yeah. Um, but then somehow buys a gun and goes back in time to kill the plantation people. So my okay so that's interesting great and i'm I'm on board i want to see this movie yeah. but what has me scratching my head is at the beginning of the trailer it says based on true events what really yeah i like, missed that oh did somebody walk by and whisper venom yeah and you went all red and blanked out that did happen. <laughs> that was the worst part of my life. That's so why I was running late. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was
2: seated. I got you. I needed some time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're not releasing it again. They're not releasing it again. Uh, so, uh, there's. I don't think there's any time travel in this. I think the whole idea is that deep in this Alabama woods, there's oh. some white people
1: oh. that kidnapped
2: and raised generations worth of slaves. Oh. And that that's like they're like you can't go back. Like, so that's it's it is like signs where okay. there's people in the woods living this way. Okay. And the difference between this and I think probably the other one that we can't remember uh, is that they go back for revenge. I don't think any of the movies usually have them go back.
3: So I you make a really good point. I assumed there was time travel. Yeah, I but- think I'm pretty There's sure it's just there in the not, woods. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Because at one point they do drive one of the cars up to the plantation house. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we are down to two, what I would call mainstream movies that everybody already knows the names. Yeah. They already know the. You have mental images, and you know the movies are coming. So we're talking about *Downton Abbey*, which opens on May twentieth, and *Doctor Strange*, which opens on May sixth.
2: May needs to get here quick. Yep. That's all I'm saying. *Downton Abbey*'s new trailer. Uh, I'm glad they did a new one because the first one was very uh, was fine, got me excited Right. but it wasn't very trailery. y right. uh, and this was more like a real trailer and I love it I think it's great it gives a little bit more away about what the story's actually going to be
3: about I just love Down Nebby, what can I say I do too, I'm a huge fan yeah. I'm really excited for the movie to come out and I loved this trailer for the same reason This is why I wanted to tie these two movies together. I loved this trailer for the same reason that I did not love the Doctor Strange trailer. I loved this trailer because I got a clear picture of what this movie was going to be. A couple plot elements. There's a mysterious past with Lady Grantham. There's a French villa. There's a movie being filmed at Downton Abbey. Yeah. Which I think is a really cool idea. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. So there's basically three major plots going on and it'll be fun as anything to see that all come together and how they do that The doctor strange trailer now again we've already referenced on this episode how you're better at watching trailers than i am but i want to say i watch a doctor strange trailer uninterrupted because this is a big movie i'm excited about it i focused on it phones down i watched this trailer i have no idea what we're doing
2: my boy that's where you got to come. This trailer is perfect for Marvel fanboys to sit down and just just, just pull apart. There are so many cool things here. So we have uh, America Chavez is featured a lot more. You see the Scarlet Witch, uh, who will probably wind up becoming one, if not the main villain. That's WandaVision. Yeah, okay. Wanda, because she's like, I mess with reality, and, or she, you mess with reality and you're a hero. I mess with reality and somehow I'm the villain.
3: Okay, I picked up on that. Yeah. I picked up on that.
2: So there's going to be a little bit of her, like I think, going back and forth between being the villain. We have the show What If, which I don't recommend watching, but we have a lot of things from that coming into here with the evil Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. who is a character from that. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the Illuminati, which this is the big thing that everyone's talking about. Uh, I don't know if you caught the fact that Patrick Stewart As Professor X makes an appearance in the trailer. Uh, You see him from the back of the head. Uh, The Illuminati consists of basically the heavy hitters in the Marvel Universe. Usually it's Professor X, Namor, Reed Richards, uh, Tony Stark, and uh, Doctor Strange, and they like kind of police the really big multi-universal type things. So we could be getting the X-Men introduced into the Marvel universe. You see, that would be, that would be huge. Huge. That would be the first time since Disney bought Fox. Right. Right. Okay. And we have, uh, that's clearly in a world where the Ultron, uh, thing worked. Cause you see, uh, him being led by Ultron bots. There's heavy rumors that, uh, Tony Stark will be played by, um, Robert Downey Jr. You no, know by Tom, Tom Cruise. Stop. Yeah, because there, there's there's a lot of rumors that pe- that that characters will show up, but show up cast as the people that they were like originally almost cast as, that there were big rumors, and Tom Cruise was, for a long time, heavily speculated to be playing Iron Man.
3: Um, he would have been a good Iron Man, I think. I don't, yes, I agree. R- RDJ,
2: I way better. I don't think that the franchise would have done as... Well, because it would have been shoehorned by having such a major actor at the lead at the time. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah, I think they were able to do a lot more with Robert Downey Jr. being on his redemption arc. Right. Right. Um, so, redemption arc. Yeah, it was at that point yeah. nobody was hiring him right, it was right. he was coming out of rehab and stuff. But uh, yeah, there's a ton of stuff in here to talk about. Then we got like some of the villains that we see. Um, The red guy screaming is uh, Sidorak with the bands of Sidorak, who is one of the big heavy hitter, like world building characters. But more than that, he's the guy that Juggernaut gets his powers from. So you got the tie into Juggernaut. There's a ton of stuff. People spend hours talking about this trailer. And, and like, if you wanted to go find
3: content for this, you can get lost. Wow. So, um, I, th- I I I was going to say something, and then I, I don't think what I was going to say is true. <laughs> but I'm going to say it so that you can respond to it. Yeah. I feel like this move, this trailer that you just described uh-huh. in great detail, is not accessible to the masses. But. The reason why I said I don't think that might be... I think that might be true, or maybe the better word is irrelevant, is because I feel like Marvel has shown lately that they are successful... Well, obviously, they're successful with whatever they do. But what they've shown is they're successful by catering to the hardcore fans Mm -hmm. and letting the rest of the public figure it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think you're right, because you look at, like, TikTok and stuff, and, like, people are just... That's small 20, 30 second like things. Yeah. You'd be scrolling and just easily find someone explaining this trailer. Yeah. And learn what's going on
3: and get hype. So, so hopping back real quick to Downton Abbey. Yeah. Lady Grantham has a mysterious past. <gasps> and you know what, what this like made me think of? This doesn't have anything to, to do with the movies, but I just want to comment. Like in this day and age, like you cannot have a mysterious past like my children are never going to find out that when I was 25, I was married to a French perfume heiress, you know, who gave me a, a, villa, a villa, a villa in the South. of France. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like everything now. And it's kind of like too bad because like it would be fun to have a mysterious past. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean like an irresponsible secret. I'm not talking about, like, robbing someone or cheating on your wife or, like, a, a bad secret. I'm saying, like, a mysterious past. But you can't have that anymore because everybody, everything's documented. Everybody knows everybody, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, someday I'll tell you about my mysterious I past. can't wait. I don't doubt for a second. If somebody said to me, "Pen, of all the people in your circle... <laughs> Who's most likely <laughs> to have a mysterious past? Number one, David Moulton. Yeah. I wouldn't even have to think yeah. about it. And they'd be like, What what, what kind of mysterious past would yeah. it be?
2: I have no clue. No cl- Zero. It could be, who knows? I couldn't even speculate. Guy probably has a secret room. You open it up and it's just like a toilet. <laughs> what? It's not even not
3: even enough room to use. It's right. Just, there's just one That's there. it. Yeah. And then when you flush, you get transported to an alternate universe. Right. That's right. the thing. <laughs> Alright, so those are the trailers, good trailers this week Um, That was fun The movie we review this
2: week is Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg's Uncharted Which is a movie based off of a video game series Hmm. Um,
3: What did you think of this movie? This movie, yeah, well, it starred Tom Holland, yeah, and co starred Mark Wahlberg. Oh, really? It did. Yeah. And it, there was this great scene where uh-huh. these, um, what do you call like those old pirate ships? Yeah, oh, uh, boats, tall ships, I think okay. they call them the okay. tall ships, like a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. And they're being carried out of the water, oh, really, by like these helicopters, yeah. And they're about to crash into the cliffs, but they swing just barely. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, they and they're trying to get this gold. It was yeah. so cool. Do you think
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your favorite interaction between Tom Holland and the Scottish guy?
3: Oh, my favorite interaction was when he meets him oh, and he gets yeah. beat up, and the guy says, You're going to get a proper Scottish welcome. And Tom Holland says, What? Because <laughs> like, he's so hard to understand because yeah. of the hilarious Scottish accent. Right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I bet. I bet. That you really enjoyed the runtime too, right? Just, Absolutely. Was it just enough or it was, was it too it, much?
3: No, it was perfect. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did not see this
1: movie? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that is evidently clear. <laughs> I have to say, I am really looking forward to seeing this movie. I had a lot of stuff pop off this week. Um, this, these, these people that I really needed to meet with were like, the only time we can meet is Thursday morning. And I was like, oh, no problem. Because then in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, I was going to watch Uncharted, but I'll just watch Uncharted on Friday morning. Yeah. So I, I booked this meeting. Off we go. And then something came up Friday morning. And then those were my only two windows. You should have had the meeting while watching it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would have been great. So, David, I'm really sorry, but what did you think of this movie? Ken, I don't think you missed much. <gasps> oh,
2: really? Yeah. Well, let me, let me say this. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's fine. I felt like it was fun and it was funny. Like I enjoyed my time, but at the same time it was missing
1: something. Mm. And The
2: only way that I can describe it is heart. Mm. Like it was very formulaic. Yeah. The, The action sequences and stuff really great, fun, funny, whatever. Like the set pieces. Awesome. But getting from point A to point B, there was so little of it that you, I just felt like the movie didn't have heart. I don't know how else to say it. Like yeah. it just like I just was not connecting to the characters at all. Like I liked watching them do things, yeah, but I just wasn't buying into them as this thing.
3: They they being the Hollywood press. Was predicting that this movie would open to thirty five million dollars this weekend. Yeah, it opened to forty four.
2: Really? Yeah, that's crazy because I I thought I read that this and uh, the other movie did not pan out as well as they wanted.
3: Well, I d- I don't know what the press is saying about Dog, but um, dog. Uncharted the headline reads overperforms. Oh, really? Overperforms at forty four million dollars. This is the articles I read were pre results. So. Yeah, I read the one this morning. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so, I mean, it sounds to me what what you're saying about it is pretty consistent with what I expected. Yeah. Right? I mean, kind of. Everyone
2: I saw it with, they liked it a lot. Yep. The kids here in the theater, they all seemed to love it. Yeah. Uh, like everyone I talked to was like, oh, it was so fun. Fun. That's the word I kept fun. hearing. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. Yeah. I'll give it that. I just, I, I'll be honest. I was kind of it was so formulaic that it was ho- having a hard time holding my attention mm. or, or I was having trouble retaining information. I don't know how it's all, it was a weird thing. Right. Like yeah. we're watching it and then I'm like, yeah, but what happened to the girl that was with him the whole time? Like I completely forgot like <laughs> what happened to a character. And then she showed up and I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> right. So I'm sounding pretty pessimistic, but this is one of the things that I thought about a lot, uh, Shower thoughts, you know. Yeah, I was like, you know, every professional reviewer, you know, as us, right? You know, you reach a point where you have to wonder: in this, is my review of this a little jaded? Have I, have I re- reviewed too much that I can't look at this and just enjoy it? Mm. And I don't know if maybe I'm fighting a little bit of that with this movie. Could be. Like for some reason, I was coming
3: at it a too critical view. And I just didn't let
2: myself enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know.
3: I could see that happening. Yeah. Especially for a big thinker like yourself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The brain is so huge. I know. Sometimes I'm like, how do I hold my head up? That's what you carry in your backpack. (laughs) Right. The (laughs) exterior hard drive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what I recommend Uncharted, I will say this. If you like action movies, Mm. heist movies, Mm. go see it. You probably will not be disappointed. Yeah. I think another issue was I had just seen Death on the Nile, which I absolutely loved. So beautiful. And it was just hard to live up to how much I enjoyed that movie.
1: Yeah. So,
2: Okay. Yeah. So that's Uncharted. Let's move into listener notes, questions, answers, comments, and so forth. Okay. Uh, start off with Frodo. She had a show recommendation for us. She said, you might like The Legend of Vox... Mikana, Machina Shina? It is an animated show with a similar tone uh, to Invincible, but is of the fantasy genre rather than superhero, and is a simple, similar kind of bloody and viscer- visceral uh, thing as Invincible. And, fun fact, it was produced by the cast of a weekly D&D show on Twitch slash YouTube, and the current arc is based on one of their earliest arcs they streamed story behind how the animated series happened is pretty interesting. Anyway, if you liked Invincible, The Legend of Vox Maka- Machina might be up your alley. Up your what? Alley. Alley. Yeah. I am familiar with this. I don't know if you are, but I'm familiar with Critical Role, which is, I believe, the people that it's based off of. Um, but it's never really. Oh, wing! Oh, swing! I think <laughs> but it's never really uh, hit the spot for me. I, I should give it a shot, because I think I just have I, when critical role came across my 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 knowledge base, I felt like they were too far in for me to get into it, and I' never felt like it was accessible. so that's my thing I, I,
3: I haven't I, I've seen the like when you're scrolling through I think it's on Amazon or Netflix Netflix. Things, yeah. Netflix. I've scrolled past it a few times and thanks to this note. Next time I have a little window, I'm going to check it out, but I haven't checked it out. But thank you, Frodo, for, for that recommendation. Yeah. The next one is in the category of Better Late Than Never. It's a late prison review. Oh, snap. Prison story. Prison reply. Who sends this in? The abacus. Oh, my. Who normally is not usually on my side. And once again, is not on it's, not, it's not on my side. This is the note that I referenced at the top of the show yeah. about how like I thought it was pretty good. And then the last sentence was just <laughs> absolute gold. So here we are. This is what Abacus says. The question uh, for those of you who didn't tune in a few weeks ago, uh, David and I did a show with a uh, plastic um, pane of glass between the two of us. And we both commented Oh, it feels like we're visiting in prison, and then the question was, well, who's visiting who, right? right. So then we had our listeners write in, and we got some absolutely brilliant replies. And then Abacus, who's never known for his timeliness. <laughs> well, that's because he's always tallying everything up. It right. A while. Right. He takes yeah. a while. He's thorough. Yeah, nothing, thorough. if not thorough. You're right. Consummately thorough. <laughs> he's nothing. Period. (laughs) (laughs) This is the guy who has proven me wrong on more than one occasion when I was absolutely sure. Uh, The the tally shows. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. On more than one occasion when I was entirely sure of myself, he's proven me wrong. But we love him anyway. We love his, uh, his passion for the show. And he sent in this story, which... I just loved. All right. Penn is in prison due to attempted murder. Here's the story. When David learns Penn can do the podcast without him, he vows revenge. So David meticulously and deliberately sits on Penn's cat while staring coldly and directly into Penn's eyes. Even this wasn't enough to snap Penn, though not until he looks down slightly from David's face and sees his pinky out. (laughs) That's what causes Penn to absolutely lose it and attack David. Even after the altercation, David visits Penn in prison each week to record the Penn Cinema podcast. Also, David now runs the theater, Penn Cinema, which was his plan all along. (coughs) And (laughs) And while Penn can't watch the movies they talk about on the podcast each week... It's not much different from before. <laughs> oh, I mean, that was gold even before <laughs> I realized that I wasn't going to watch Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love that. that Thank you very much. All right. The next, (laughs) the next, uh, I I threw this one in. I want to cover it because I have a comment on it. Don DeMond sent us in a Valentine's day gift idea for David. (gasps)
2: If you haven't, it's a little late, but it's it's never too late for my heart. (laughs) Right.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Don DeMond sends a picture of predictable insert Venom joke here, Venom, Blu-ray DVD set. Right. But you know, I am nothing if not sensitive. And I'm like, you know what? I think to myself, I think, I think David, why does everything have to be about Venom with him? Can't we lay off the Venom jokes? David doesn't want an ironic Venom poster. I gave him a poster of Dune, but I gave it to him wrapped in a Venom poster. (laughs) You know, and like, I'm always posting pictures of like Venom stuff. And so I'm gonna declare in the spirit of Valentine's Day. What? I'm gonna declare a truce. And I have given David today this giant jumbo-sized pack of Twizzlers. Whoa. To celebrate Valentine's Day because I think David would enjoy Twizzlers more than he would enjoy a two-pack of Venom and Venom Part 2.
2: <laughs> wow, thank you so much. It's weird you know me so well because I will enjoy one pack of Twizzlers more than <laughs> two movies
1: <laughs>
2: that I can watch over and over and over again. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that is 100%. I like,
3: Only someone who really knows my heart could have pulled this off. Amy and Marley and I were traveling somewhere up, I forget where we were going, but we were in this like very large Barnes & Noble store and I was kind of killing time waiting for them to be done and I came across the game section <gasps> and in the game section there was this giant... Venom Lego, like you could build Venom out of Legos. Its head? Yeah. And I was like, my instinct, I was like, oh, I should get this for David because it'd be so funny. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, it's old. It's played. Here's the thing.
2: Chris Hall Productions had the same idea on my birthday and got it for me. And him. got <laughs> it for you, yeah. So
3: that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, probably every single person who knows David <laughs> is like, oh, I'm going to definitely get David. <laughs>
2: Have I put it together yet? No. no. Will I put it together? I mean, it looks like a fun challenge. Right. So I will. Will I keep it after I put it together? Probably not. I'll find a kid that wants, to, wants right. it. <laughs> right. Know. Or bring it into the theater and put it in the lobby. Yeah. Yeah, see how long it lasts. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, final one here, and this one, I don't know. I was, uh, we'll see how you think if you looked into this. Trailer Master Jason writes in, I didn't look into it, so you are okay. gonna have to walk us through it. He wants to know our thoughts on the new Movie Pass. Now, Movie Pass used to be a subscription service to see movies. Do you remember what I said about it back in the day? Like it'll never last. Yeah, it'll never last because well it was a broken it was a broken system. It was like fifteen dollars a month or something to see was it two movies a week or something? Like it was ridiculous. Crazy. They were, they were, and and the thing was, is they were, it was like daily. Yeah. I mean, it might've been daily. Yeah. yeah. I think it might've been as many as you want, one a day. Uh, but they, their thing was they were backed by a bunch of investors and they thought it would make money eventually. Right. So they had been around for a while, but it had been quite expensive. Right. Uh, and not quite, it was a deal if you saw a lot of movies, but if you didn't, it wasn't. Anyway, They went out of business, but they're back. Oh, thank God. The new movie pass Mm. is a different structure. Yeah. And this one, it's a little controversial. They Mm. want, it's now kind of, I forget what it's a type of wallet they call it. I forget what it's called. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you watch a certain, every ad you watch, Mm. you earn credit. Like on your TV at home. No, it's on your phone. It's oh, it's oh, oh, the Movie, movie pass app. Oh, okay. that you open up. Okay, and you watch an ad. Yeah. every ad you watch accumulates a certain amount of credit. Yeah.
3: So I'll just like open up the app and start running the ads and walk away and do the dishes and clean the kitchen and walk the dog and get all these credits for movies. This right, is where it gets controversial.
2: Oh, there's yeah. more. So you did look into it, eh?
3: I read the. I read Dave, uh, Jason's email. Yeah. So,
2: they want to track your eyes, so that you only get credit for where it tracks your eyes looking at the ads and that the ads will be more meticulously uh, curated to you so you're not just watching ge- general ads. It will be more what you specifically stuff that will apply to you so that you're more likely to click on it. And uh, I think there won't be people that want to do this.
3: <laughs> Surprise. I, I don't see any... There's no way that this works on a massive scale. First of all, I'm not even going to bother getting into whether or not people want another app tracking even more detail of their eye movements. Right. You know, I think, I mean, I'm not even going to get into like what people look at when they look at pictures of other people. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like like people right. want to be able to look at whatever portions. I think we all know what we're talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, people right. want to just look. Right. Um, so I'm not even gonna get into that. I don't think there's a population of people who want to spend time watching ads in the hopes of being able to see a free movie. Right. But then the third killer stake in the heart of this whole business model is the same stake in the heart the first time around, which is the studios will never allow, like let's say in some alternate universe that Dr. Strange opens the door and now our country is pop. Our world is populated with people who want to watch ads and want their eyeballs to be tracked. Mm. All that's going to do is take money out of studios pockets and the studios will never let that happen.
2: So I think the difference here between the movie MoviePass worked before, where it was a loss, wanted to be a loss leader type of thing, and this is that the exchange of money makes more sense.
3: You know, I'll give it's, you that. It's
2: not, it's not like, where is this imaginary money coming from? I'll give you that. Uh, the theater is not going to lose out on, to say before, the theater wasn't losing out on money because they were still getting paid for the ticket. Right. It's just movie pass was losing out on the money. Right because they weren't making enough to cover right, it. Right. So I think this makes more sense in that, like you watch these, these ads, a percentage of the cost of the ad goes to pay all the people that watch it. And it's probably a very small and unsubstantial amount. And eventually you earn enough credit to buy a movie ticket. Yeah, And
3: the only person losing in this situation is the consumer. Right, they're losing their time. Yeah. Because they have unlimited minutes in a day. Oh, wait a minute. No, they do not have unlimited minutes in a day. I mean, I could see kids doing this. Okay. You know? Yeah.
2: But I also want to see the people who make a human-like doll to
3: sit in front of their phone <laughs> and just let it sit there and track. But the problem, the problem with what you just said, I agree with what you said, but the problem is the kids who are doing this... They're not gonna be motivated to do it because nine out of the ten of them have parents who they use their credit card to buy the movie tickets anyway. That's true. Kids don't need money.
2: Well I think there are places where people will be motivated
3: enough. I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's I, I will it's not s- gonna be a large I will say this. Yeah. This model does not stand a chance, but it stands a better chance than the first time.
2: Got it. Yeah. Yeah,
3: it's not going to attract as many
2: people either. So, Anyway. All right, let's move on from news. What are you doing? What are you into?
3: What's been going on this week? What's, uh, what's the hustle? So I watched the entire second season of Emily in Paris, wow. which I loved and strongly recommend. I'm going to try to talk Amy into Amy has not gotten into the show, so I'm going to try to go back to beginning of season one and watch it with Amy. Amy and I are also all caught up on the Sex and the City show on Ooh. HBO, which is called And Just Like That. And we're caught up on the first two episodes of the new season of Mrs. Mazel, which is amazing. Um, the whole theme, I love the way this season opens with Mrs. Mazel recounting what happened to her at the end of the previous season, and she says the word revenge. Oh. And it's like this the way the camera is like close up on her and she's smoking a cigarette and she just like she looks like she could cut someone. And then the episode like goes back like, it doesn't say four days earlier, but it it has that same effect. Like it, it goes back. So I thought those first two shows were amazing. I also watched inventing Anna, which is, um, with the lady from veep and the other lady from Ozark. And I have to say, it's not as good as I hoped. It's kind of slow. Um, it's not kind of slow. It's very slow. And it was also ruined for me because I saw a, a story somewhere on TV, um, that was intended to promote the movie, but it was an interview with the actual lady, Anna. And now that I know her whole story, like what exactly happened to her and where she is today, I feel like, huh, I'm done. Oh, like, really? like, like, it's kind of an interest. it's a fascinating story. I mean, she's, she's lived an incredible life of crime, but <laughs> 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 she's lived an incredible life. Of, of crime. crime. <laughs> but, um, but now that I, I sort of feel like I accidentally – I feel like I accidentally watched the last half hour. It's a limited series. Okay. But I feel like I accidentally last watched the last episode or something like that. So now, like, in addition to the fact that the show itself, I, I did not find it captivating, but I, it was interesting. And now that I know how it all ends up, like, I'm definitely not watching it. Um, and then lastly, as I mentioned earlier, Amy and I watched Being the Ricardos and – I thought it was amazing. We both did.
2: Very good. Uh, I've been Olympics, 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 mm. Closing ceremonies tonight. Nice. So we'll see Rip, the Olympics.
3: They're, they're <laughs> gone gone. So your thoughts? The good, good Olympics? Uh, mm.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's been different because, you know, of circumstances. Uh, I didn't watch as much of it as I wanted, weirdly. I think that that's just a sign of the times mm. because I remember when the only thing that was on TV was the Olympics. Right. And you watched it because that's what it was to watch.
3: And right. And it was the only thing on TV because you had six channels. Right. And
2: now we're a glutton for choice. Right. And so it's very easy for me to be like, well, I don't want to get caught up into this. I'll watch something else. Right. And then you forget that the Olympics are on an hour later and you go to bed. Next thing you know, you're watching Peacemaker. Right. Peacemaker. It ended this week. I really enjoyed the ending. I thought the characters had good growth. I didn't... um, I'm not like fawning over it like a lot of people are, but I really like the last episode a lot. I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it. Because you were, you were into it, right? I'm, in, I'm into it, but I'm not caught up. Right. Uh, Discovery's back. Loving Discovery. Loving even more that there's like two more weeks till Picard. Hello. That's what I'm looking forward to. But a uh, big thing I would say I took home from this week is I watched Death in the Nile, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I liked it better than Murder on the Orient Express. Mm. Um, I really liked it. I thought, I thought the uh, backstory to his mustache was not needed, but hilariously great. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, I liked that a lot. Um, I thought the uh, uh, Hercule Perot's character was way more personable mm. and like you, you felt more connected. Way to more him. developed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You felt like a real person. And uh, especially cause everyone like kind of attacks him and and stuff and he has the guy yeah. from the train there It's that, more of a connection and um i really enjoyed this movie a lot um i was glad that it wasn't spoiled for me i understand why people uh who say it's boring i wonder why, because they're not probably into this type of movie it's an old style of filming mm. or storytelling especially it especially the moment where they get on the i don't know they're at the wedding or on the boat i forget and the and book is just like this guy. His backstory is this, right? And this person, right. this is their backstory. And I was like, this is just like a book. This is like right. how the book would have yeah. set up. And I, was I loved. Th-
3: I loved that.
2: Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like it was. It was what I wanted. I from the story.
3: thoroughly enjoyed that. It yeah. was almost like comforting, like old. It was old. I hear what you're saying, like old-fashioned way of storytelling, but it was cool. Yeah, and I could I could totally understand how how I guess I was uh, talking to.
2: Uh, when he's Jason and he was saying that, you know, the kids here thought it was really boring.
3: Yeah. It wasn't for kids. Yeah. So, all right, well, that's that. What are we doing next week, Ben? Well, I think we should watch the worst person in the world, which is a small little bit of an artsy movie, Mm. um, that opens. And I was pleased to be able to grab it from neon. Okay. Um, but we're also opening Serrano with Peter Dinklage. And remember we watched the trailer for studio Six Sixty Six. And I'm sure Abacus is going to write in and quote, when I said, we're not going to play that movie. What, what was that middle movie called? Serrano? Cyrano. Cyrano. what's which, which one's correct? Well, Cyrano. Cyrano <laughs> is correct. Is that based on something famous? Like, should I have heard of that?
2: I think it's from something else, but I don't know if it's a play or a book or what, but it's definitely. It looks like some Shakespearean crap. It's definitely based on, it's not an original story from what I understand. Okay. Um, What's the worst person in the world about? Why don't I remember this movie? I don't know. We, I know we watched a trailer. All right. So that's what you want to watch? Yeah. All right. All right. We'll do it. The David Moulton story,
3: apparently. So the movie opened to limited release, like in other words, to literally three or four movie theaters this weekend. Okay. And it got rave reviews and all the shows in New York City were sold out and packed. And I'm blanking on what it's about. I'm fairly sure we watched the trailer. Okay. It comes here this week. It opens this week on Friday. Okay. And it's going to be in theater one. I'm not expecting it to be our number one movie, anything like that. But I do expect it to be a really good quality film.
2: Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that about wraps us up. Now, look, if you want to be a part of the show, the best way to do that is to go ahead and email us, podcast at We'll read what you have to say. We'll comment. We might even respond in email, but we'll definitely talk about it on the right. show. That's 100%. Now you can also interact with us over on Facebook. There's a bunch of people over there talking. You can find Trailer Master Jason right. always posts links to all the trailers. Frodo's always there telling us about really cool things.
3: Uh, but if you want to support the show, yeah. Pat,
2: what's the number one way
3: people can do that? Well, David, I got a lot of mail last week. Yeah, I don't mean email. Physical. I, a truck showed up at my house. <laughs> with like what? five, five or six bags. You know, like the old school in the movies, like sacks. You know, they're like tied at yeah, the top. Yeah. And yeah. every single one of them yeah. was a letter handwritten from a listener saying, "Pen, I really want to support the show, but every time that you have an idea, yeah, it involves crayons or paint or cardboard. has got them. <laughs> you know, nobody's got time for paper mache.
1: Yeah.
3: You know. Papier mache. Come on, on papier mache. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you saw one of the letters <laughs> Yeah Because it yeah. just said It had three words papier mache papier You know um, And I appreciated the one letter Which was like a handwritten picture Of somebody giving me The middle finger Yeah I, like, yeah, I felt like that was a little over the top Yeah But I got the message Message received mm. You know, they're tired of the arts and crafts You know, that's a lot of work Keep it simple it's, So here's what we're going to do This week It's easy. No materials required. Yeah. So what you do, you go to your workspace, and everybody's talking about their weekend. Yeah. And here's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you were listening keenly today, Uh you noticed that David Moulton used the word ARC... Not twice, but three different occasions. (laughs) He he referred to a story arc or a redemption arc or a timeline arc or whatever. And you will recall from previous episodes that David has taught us to use words like world building, Mm. mm, character development. mm. So what we want you to do is we want you on Monday morning to describe your weekend to your coworkers using the words... Character building, world building, and arc. You can put arc with story arc, or redemption arc, or yeah. hangover arc, yeah, or drunken arc. Yeah, or you built an arc. <laughs> you built an arc, like whatever you want to do. And then what you what, what would be fun for us is if you would then send us an email with how you described your weekend using world building. Character building and arc. Yeah. And but, but what's helpful to the show is on Monday morning, you use, you describe your weekend using those words to your, your coworkers. And then they're like, what are you even talking about? I've never, those are weird words. And then that's when you jump. That's when you have them. That's when you're like, oh, well, my vocabulary and my genuine and general intellect. Yeah. Is dramatically greater as a result of listening to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Yeah. So, if you want to be cool like me and use cool words like I do, listen to the Penn Cinema Podcast.
2: I am nothing but a consummate intellectual, right? Which comes from my vocab podcast, the Penn Cinema Podcast, right? Yeah. Right.
3: So, so wow. that's it. No, no materials. No, no. trip to Pauly B's. You know, not at all. Yeah, this is no. this is easy. And if you don't have a coworker, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Yeah. And if you don't have a friend, tell us. Right. Right. We're kinda like coworkers. We're always looking for a new podcast. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please.
2: Please. (laughs) All right. Well once again for the Penn Center podcast,
3: I'm David Walton. And I'm Pen Ketchum. Take Take care care and party
0: on. on. (laughs) Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.penncinema.com.